I have a few early access customers. Um, and so, yeah, pretty much pre-revenue um, as I'm just trying to build out, yeah, a product that's going to work for the current customers before I really open up the floodgates there. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Hey folks, my guest today is Cam Sloan. He's a Canadian entrepreneur who works as a full stack developer until he was laid off in 2019. Instead of finding a new job, he said, you know what? I'm going to start freelancing. And his goal was eventually starting a product business. Today, he juggles both as he works towards building a profitable software company. He's building Hopscotch.club. Cam, you ready to take us to the top? Yeah, let's do it. All right. What is Hopscotch? So Hopscotch is an app for doing interactive customer onboarding tours uh, for SaaS companies. And you're a developer, so I'm sure you looked at other solutions out there before you started building this. What are you building that people can't currently get at tools like Pendo or other onboarding tools? Yeah, so in terms of right now, you know, still an early stage product. And so in terms of like product differentiation, uh, I wouldn't say that it's quite where I'd like it to be uh, with Hopscotch. But there's another huge problem in this market is that all these other solutions have gone so far up market that they're really inaccessible to the majority of people who are trying to get their startups up and running. So the pricing in a lot of these tools will start at like $300 a month, $500 a month. And so that's kind of where I'm starting with uh, competing. And then you know, as I catch up on feature parity and then go beyond that, there will be some interesting plays on the product side. Well, that's what I'm asking. Sell me the future. Like you, you didn't do this to just build a copy of something that already existed. You believe something like should exist that currently doesn't exist. What is, once you reach feature parity, like what are you going to do differently that no one's doing right now? Yeah, totally. Um, so a lot of you know, there's a lot of complaints and issues with product tours, and I think a lot of it is warranted. Um, you know, they can be too long. They can be just uh, in the way. Maybe they're there when you uh, don't want them to be. But then when you do want that information, they're not available. And so a lot of what I intend to build uh, with Hopscotch is the ability to, um, you know, recall product tours at the right time and kind of have these subtleties of being able to make it a better experience for the end user. So if someone does want tours and they are that type of person who wants a little bit of handholding while they onboard into your app, then they can get it. And if they aren't, then we should get out of their way. And so I think there's a lot missing in the market there. So that's kind of where I'm planning on going uh, with some of the functionality side. And right now on the site, I can join a wait list. Uh, does that mean you're pre-revenue? You're just building off demand right now? I have a few early access customers. Um, and so, yeah, pretty much pre-revenue um, as I'm just trying to build out yeah, a product that's going to work for the current customers before I really open up the floodgates there. How many current are testing? Uh, I have three paying customers and I have you know a handful more that are kind of 
piloting it out, seeing if it's something that they want to use. But I wouldn't say actively like heavy users. Yeah. Well, congrats. The hardest one is the first one. So you're already up to three. That's great. What are they paying <laughs> per month? Uh, so I have a couple different, um, like I'm really testing pricing and it, it's really depending on the company size and scale. Um, and so, um, you know, I have someone paying 20 bucks a month. I have another paying 99 per month. Um, and then somewhere, December, someone December <laughs> in between. Um, so I'm figuring that out. It will either be a combination of like number of seats and, or like number of tours or potentially, um, number of monthly active users because that's kind of where my costs are going to scale. So I'm still figuring that out. Right now it's just like a set price. Um, you know, if you're an indie hacker and you want to, you know, just try it out, then it's going to be like 20 bucks a month. But if you're a, a business and you want to remove the hopscotch branding and you're kind of up and running, then that's when you look at like 99 per month. This is the beauty of launching, right? You got to figure out the pricing and it's all manual when you start and then you'll figure out a sweet <laughs> spot and then put up a pricing page, right? Yeah, yeah, it's I really like the strategy of kind of launching quietly or like doing all this in the background and and onboarding customers manually to start with because I, then I can have this like data and this information to know how I should go about it when I put it up and I'm not just going to be you know, trying to guess from metrics, like I can know from experience of talking to these people like that hopefully I'm coming out with something that uh makes sense from the get-go. Now Cam, you're bootstrapping, right? You haven't raised yeah, that's right. And and how did you get these first great customers? Where'd you find them? Um, honestly, most of the work that I've been doing, I share publicly on Twitter. Uh, and so Twitter has been really helpful, even though most of the people who follow me are not like great customer fit. They will often like refer other people who are asking about it and they'll, they'll mention the product. So that's been pretty cool. And then um, also just getting some natural like signups through uh, Google, even though I haven't put a ton of work into that, it's kind of starting to rank albeit low, uh, but starting to rank for some of the keywords like interactive product tours and product tours. Yeah, yeah that's important. I mean, SEO is important. So taking back to that moment, you know, now we understand what you're working on, taking back to that moment in 2019, when you were laid off, I mean, what was going through your head when it happened? Oh, man, I, <laughs> it was, I was in a pretty good position where I wanted to go and do my own thing, but I, I wasn't quite ready. And I feel like you're never really ready. And so I wanted to uh, have some more time with this job, but then it kind of got lifted out from under me. And so that was the perfect excuse to just go start doing my own thing. I, um, so I felt pretty lucky that I had some savings built up and I was in a place where I was just ready to go and try it. At the very worst, I would go and find another job. And, uh, and so that was, you know, it was a mix of like, really scared, but also like, what's the worst that can happen? And mm -hmm. it kind of gave me the kick that I needed. Cam, how old were you in 2019 when you, when you, you lost the job? I guess I would have been 31. 31. Okay. So this is like a, mm -hmm. a key thing, which is anytime you want to leave a full-time gig and do your own thing, you try and build up a cash buffer to give yourself some runway, right? Until your new thing starts making money. How did you think about mm -hmm. that? So let's say you had some cash saved up. I mean, do you mind me asking about how much you saved or how much like life runway you had? Yeah, I don't remember exactly because like between investments and such, but uh, let's say like, I don't know, between 40 and 60 grand Canadian. Uh, and then I also knew that I was going to get 
some freelance work that was going to be coming in. And so that really like helped me to know that I was going to be able to keep, you know, cash flow positive as opposed to just going into burn mode. Yeah. And, and another, you know, the key thing is obviously how much you save, but it's also how much you keep. So it's about keeping your expenses really low as an entrepreneur, especially an indie hacker. How low up there in Canada were you able to keep your total living expenses per month back, back in 2019? So I don't track like super closely on this stuff, but I do um, share... Uh, I was sharing a one-bedroom apartment with my partner and uh, and it's around 2K per month. And then, you know, maybe it would spend another thousand dollars or or so on top of that um but you know sometimes that goes another like two thousand dollars a month but yeah i do try to keep my expenses uh low in comparison to like even while i was built while i was salaried i would try to keep my expenses fairly low and stay in a relatively affordable place that may sound expensive in some parts of the world but um in toronto that's kind of like entry level for a one bedroom so um so yeah i was trying to just keep it low and I still continue to do that. And, um, and just especially now, yeah, without consistent income, it's important to just, uh, to keep chugging along at uh, a good burn rate. Well, yeah, I mean, 40, 50,000 saved spending between like two and four grand a month. You have plenty of runway in terms of life expenses. I mean, what I'm excited for is I'm waiting for you to put up that tweet, maybe later this year, or early next year that says, making more from my side project than I did at my full-time job in 2019. Like that's the magic tweet. Yeah. And I'll say this, like in terms of, you know, when I quit, like I have much more runway now because of freelancing uh, and doing some contract work as well, which was kind of unexpected. I wanted to just like, you know, have it float my side project, but it's gone above and beyond with that. And working about half the year on my contracting freelance stuff uh, was able to surpass my revenue at my f- full-time job. Uh, and and so, yeah, same same kind of deal this year has been similar. Like I'm already on track to go past where I was full-time and it's only June. Uh, and so, you know, if I take on more contracts, that'll be just added runway. And so really stretches that out and, and really means like I can go at my own pace with my business. I can make my own decisions my own rules. I don't have to answer to investors. And there's a lot of great things that come with that. Cam, can I ask what your full-time salary was back in 2018 when you were working? Yeah. So uh, it was just over 100K Canadian, probably like 125 or so. So um, yeah, like roughly around there. I just love stories like this. If we have someone listening right now stuck in a job they hate and maybe they get laid off or they need inspiration, they listen to the thing like this and they go, you know what? I can do it. I can hustle on freelance work. I can launch a software side project. I'll be fine. Keep my living expenses low and I'll, they'll, be, they'll be the next camp. Yeah, I really, you know, I see a lot of people trying to do it in a while they're still in a full-time job and they burn themselves out. And I was kind of trying to do that too. And I just can't, like, I can't go all day at a full-time job and then all night and weekends, like it burns me out. So this is like a really viable option for a huge number of people. I know it's not everyone that can say this, but if you're a developer, if you're a designer and you're looking to go become an entrepreneur anyway, then like 
probably one of the best ways to start is to go and find some freelance clients. It's going to get you comfortable talking with people, doing sales and you know, selling yourself, selling your product services. And it's just a great way to kind of like transition. And then you can work like half the hours or less or more, however much you want to, and then kind of like manage your runway accordingly. Cam, where did you get freelance work from? Did you go on like list yourself on TopTal or one of these sites or how did you do it? I, you know, started looking when I first started looking into freelancing, I was like, oh, I got to go on TopTal or, uh, you know, Upwork or something. But like those, I, I actually was lucky that I didn't get accepted to any of those. And so I ended up, my first client was the company that laid me off. I helped them for like another set number of hours on some work that they had. And then I found another company um, through a friend that is in the city here, who is another web developer. I just let my network know, you know, on LinkedIn, on Twitter, on like Slack groups, I just said like, hey, I'm a freelancer now. And like so many people don't do that. But if you just sit, put it out there, then it starts coming your way. And I've been lucky enough that like, you know, you only need one or two clients like every so often, you know, I, I think I only needed like five or six throughout the year last year to, to make a decent wage. And so, um, you know, it's really not that difficult. It's just getting it's it's a flywheel, getting that up and running and, and knowing, you know, who to reach out to, um, you know, maybe an old boss or an old coworker, and then go from there. Yep. Yep. That's exactly right. What a story. Hey, real quick question. I'm very curious. What is this collection you have over your right shoulder under the light? Oh, yeah. So that is um, a bunch of kind of guitar music pedals. And so um, oh. I have over here some keyboards. I, I mostly run them through keyboards. And, uh, and I used to do a lot of electronic music production, kind of ambient, chill out music uh, production. And nowadays, they mostly sit up looking pretty. But, um, you know, I do try and play with them every so often. <laughs> well, you, you, you seem like a very chill guy um, on the verge of creating a very interesting SaaS product. So we're rooting for you. Let's, uh, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite book? So I am actually, I think the book that I just discovered recently called Hell Yeah or No by Derek Sivers might be one of my favorite business books. Um, yeah, really enjoying it. Number two, is there a founder you're following or studying right now? Another Derek, actually. Uh, Derek Reimer, who's building Savvy Cal, is kind of doing this whole solo, uh, like from trying to do it all himself, product design, marketing, at least in the beginning. And it's really inspirational to me. That's kind of how I'm trying to do everything as well. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building Hopscotch? I got to say it's probably Figma. It just is so nice, so easy to, to design in. Yeah. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Uh, it varies. <laughs> Four, six, eight. It depends how stressed I am. <laughs> and what's your situation? Married, single, kiddos? Uh, single, just like, well, with my partner here, but no kids. Yeah, not married. And uh, yeah, and no plans yet. I'm 33 now. <laughs> 33. Last question. What's something you wish you knew when you were 20? I wish, I wish that I knew that you don't have to go do college education, the standard path. You know, I was really trying to do all that kind of by the books and fighting against my creative self, my urge to do self-learning online and this type of stuff. I wish I just 
own journey and and try and make her gonna be the best way that you can live your life and and enjoy it guys there you have it cam sloan he was laid off in 2019 from a job where he was making over six figures over hundred thousand dollars he had saved up 40k by keeping his expenses low so he said you know what i'm gonna start my own thing and it's a combination between freelance and his software company called hopscotch.club he's now landed his first three customers that pay caught between 20 and 100 bucks per month he believes there's a better way to do product onboarding. That's what he's building at hopscotch.club. Check it out. Cam, thanks for taking us to the top. Thanks, Nathan.